shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. For young people trying to navigate this harem scarum world, our parents are our greatest teachers. They inculcate our work ethic and values, and they give us the tools we need to lead fantastic lives. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice, right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Hannah Hundel, and today the theme for our show is Raising CEO Kids. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. Many of you know that I am a CEO kid. I have owned and operated my own t-shirt company, Stinky Feet Girls, have developed my own charity, She Is Worth It, have been a teen public speaker since I was 14 years old, and on top of all of that, I am a beauty guru, and I have my own YouTube channel, City Rouge. I have truly been blessed with being able to pursue my dreams and passion at such a young age. I've been interviewed countless times and I often hear, wow, I can't believe you're a kid doing so well in business. It's very common for young entrepreneurs to receive all the spotlight and attention. But what about the parents and or mentors who are behind the scenes? Sure, I've worked very hard at building my brand, but I can't take all the credit. My parents have been there for me from day one and I know their job is tough, especially for my mom who literally does almost it, does it all for me. I love how you're so willing, Asia, to acknowledge your parents' vital role in your life. You know, I think sometimes as young people, we tend to forget to give credit where credit's due and to show our gratitude to those star supporters who've been our shoulder to cry on, our rock to lean on, and that guiding hand to just help us get it all done. That's very true, and that's why I'm so excited now to welcome my rock, my mentor, my business manager and partner, but most importantly, my mom to the show. Welcome, Tammy. I mean, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Hi, Hannah. How are you? Hi. Hi, Tammy. I'm great. How are you? I am fabulous. I'm so excited to be on the show today with my daughter and you and just be a part of this wonderful program. I'm excited to be talking to both of you, actually, because, first of all, I really admire Asia and all of the great work that she's doing. I think it's so inspirational with her charity and, you know, her company funding her charity. And, you know, she's really a part of something larger than herself. And I wonder, how did you help teach your children, or Asia particularly, the importance of trying to be a part of something greater than yourself? Really, it has a lot to do with... um, just wanting to her her to learn how to give back to the community and, and be a great part and an asset and leave a legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just instilled in them to 
really live your life about leaving a legacy because if you live that way and you have children, then they may, it doesn't always work out that way, but they may end up wanting to leave a legacy as well. And I mean a legacy in a great way where people don't just think about themselves, but they want to give back because you can live life like no one else, but you can give like no one else as well. And I just believe that's so important. And Ah. so we really instilled that in them. Yeah, I, I love that idea, and I love that quote. I'm going to start quoting you on that one now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but are, are there any challenges you find, you know, having these star kids? Uh, are there days when it's just so busy and, you know, everything's so chaotic with all the projects and all your endeavors? And how do you, how do you just manage? <laughs> oh, we, we hire maids, and, and <laughs> things just get done by themselves. No. <laughs> yeah, we have Mary Poppins living in our house. No, it is... Sometimes it is so difficult. I will not pretend or sugarcoat it, but it's in the end, it's so worth it. Um, every day is a challenge. Every day is an excitement as well. It's, um, gosh, we never know what it's going to be like, but I do know that um, we all just pull together. Uh, one day it can be super crazy. Asia and I are preparing right now to fly to St. Louis, Missouri, and then we're going to be there for four days. We're going to be home for about four days, and then two. we've two days, two and then days. we're going to fly to <laughs> New York, and then we'll be home for a week, and then we'll be flying to Atlanta, Georgia. So, no. Wow. <laughs> But that's just for one kid. And at the same time, we still have two other kids who own their own business and charity. And we're just like, what are we going to do? So my husband's going to have to step it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, now that we were talking about the challenge and all the difficulties that we put you through, (laughs) what's the the best part of having CEOs as your children? Um, You're so amazing and you know it. Yeah. What do I like about having my kids as my boss? Hmm. Um, You know what I really like is that we get to strategically plan things together. When you work for someone, you come home and you can talk about your day with them, but they don't really understand. Um, Your family I'm talking about. But with my kids, with Asia, Jacob, and Nolan, um, we do things together. Like I just mentioned that we're going to be flying. Asia and I get to do that together. We get to laugh together. We get to be on the plane together. We get to get off the plane together. We've had so many memories on We've those had so many memories. <laughs> I mean, we just, I sit with her and she practices in front of me and I can coach her and mentor her and give her feedback. And I'm sure sometimes she rolls her eyes and sometimes <sighs> she's you know, sick and tired of hearing it, but I'm here to help her, not to harm her. And so um, it the best part about having CEO kids is really being able to do this together and then watch them grow because I know that my time with them is really, really short. And I know that I am helping them make great choices for a great future. Yes. And I loved how you talked about this being kind of a family enterprise. I mean, you get to work every day with your family and that's probably one of the greatest jobs there is. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. And I wonder, are there ever times when the line is kind of blurred between being your daughter's manager and just being her mother? Often I'm going to say yes. I, I feel really bad because I know that sometimes when Asia just wants a mom, she gets the manager. And I have to really step back. And this is just the honest, 
me being just raw right now that I realize and recognize that sometimes she just needs mom and um, it's tough. <laughs> it's hard to turn that switch off. And the other day, is it okay if I share? Yeah, go for it. Oh, she had such a major meltdown. I felt so bad, but we needed to go over some new t-shirt designs. She came in and her face was bright red and it was me, her dad and her. And I just looked at her and I said, Asia, what's the matter? And then all of a sudden she just lost it and started bawling uh -huh. because she was just overwhelmed, but she hadn't told us. And so Julian, my husband was just going, well, you need to do this. And, um, I think you should do this to get that. And Asia went to go blow her nose and, and wash her face. And I leaned over to him and I said, Asia doesn't need a manager right now. She needs mm -hmm. a daddy and you need to just listen. And he looked at me and he went, Oh, I didn't even think about that. And it made me think, oh, when are the times that there isn't somebody to lean over and tap me and say, hey, stop. She needs a mommy and not a manager. So it's just a fine line. <laughs> right. Right. But, I mean, I'm sure it's helpful to have your mom there and to have your family there to get you through these times. You know, with running a business, it's not an easy venture. And I'm sure you can yeah, attest to that, Asia. And is it fun, you know, to sometimes maybe collaborate with your siblings as well? Because I know you mentioned that they, they are also CEO kids. Uh, so do you ever kind of get together with them? Because I know you have the t-shirt company, uh, but are your brother and sister, or I I'm not sure what genders or siblings I have, are. But. <laughs> I have two brothers, and we're super close. We're like okay. probably the closest siblings you will ever see, which is what a lot of people tell us. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I don't understand it being from a family of five kids. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, since we're, we're all free CEOs, we understand the business world. We understand what the challenge is, and we all understand um, what the frustrations are. Right. But we do get along, and we do come together a lot, and we just – we usually have, we always have these talks where we're just sitting down and talking about things and then sometimes it'll come up like about the business and we'll be like, oh, what if we did this with the candles? Like, we'll be talking about that and then we'll be talking about my business and we'll be like, oh, well, what if we did this with the t-shirts or what if we like somehow came up with a boys line or something like that? Because well, what if, the, I remember the boys. you guys were like, what if, what if we put for one month, like the candles on the t-shirt company, on the t-shirt business. And yeah, <laughs> it was pretty neat. Yeah. I love, I love listening to them do that. That is so cool. And so your two brothers companies are what I, you mentioned candles. Does one of them make candles or. So both of them started a company called Chum Bucket Candles. And what it is, is a soy candle company with a shark tooth prize inside. So oh, it's neat. just really neat. Yeah. So they burned down the, they burned down the um, soy candle and there'll be a shark tooth inside. And so it's been really, really fun developing that. That is so innovative. Well, thank you so much, Tammy, for sharing all of this information with us. I can totally see why Asia is such a star. During the break, <laughs> be sure to visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com and our Tumblr page at btsyaradio.tumblr.com. I'm Hannah Hundle. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Please also watch our videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. Stick around for our next segment. You won't want to miss our next guest. People say I look a lot like him, a lot like him but with my mom's eyes. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. 
We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. You are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Hannah Hundle. Today, our show is all about examining what it takes to raise CEO kids. We received some terrific insight from Asia's mom, Tammy Gonzalez, as we talked about Asia's t-shirt company. Um, more information is available at stinkyfeetgirls.com, as well as her brother's company, Chum Bucket, from chumbucketcandles.com. But now, to complete the equation, we are excited to speak with the other half to Asia and her brother's support team, their very own dad, Julian Gonzalez. Welcome, Julian. Hello, ladies. Hi. So great to have you on the program. So... Your wife told us what she does for her kids to help with their businesses, but I wonder, what is your role? Uh, my role is I, I love talking to the new accounts, um, brainstorming with, with Asia for her designs, uh, brainstorming with the boys to come up with new scents. Um, you know, when it comes time to, to talk to vendors, uh, I'm, I'm normally the one who, who gets to do that, ordering shirts, talking to, to printers maybe as well. Mm-hmm. So I've seen all the behind-the-scenes stuff, and I'm sure we all want to know your secret. How do you know how to talk to all the right people, and how do you know where to find the people to talk to? Ask. <clears throat> it, it's A lot of people like to um, – they like – I don't know how to say it. They, they want to look like they know it all. But you know what? Sometimes the quickest, easiest way is just to ask. If you don't know who to talk to, ask. It, it's Asking questions is key to finding out who you need to talk to and what you need to talk to them about. Yeah, yeah. I think that's great. You really can't start a business or be successful in anything, I think, if you're not willing to kind of step out of the shadows and, you know, be at the forefront and be on the front lines just – pushing for yourself and being assertive for what you need for your business. I think that's great advice. Exactly. And, and with Tammy, we were talking about maybe some of the struggles that Asia and her brothers face, you know, trying to be CEOs when you're just so young. And how do you kind of lift them up when you encounter those troubling times or those challenges? And how do you make them less stressed in navigating all of these great projects that they do? I think a lot of it is 
is just reminding them at, at what's involved in the future. Right now, you know, they're working really hard. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, just before this interview, Asia's sitting down eating her tortellini and meatballs, <laughs> and the timer went off, and she's like, oh, man, I'm not done yet. I'm hungry, you know? <laughs> she's a teen. She loves to eat, and, you know, she's, she's had, she has a radio show. Um, but we often sit down and say, okay, you guys, you know, you've been working hard. We know you guys are busy. But in the future, this, you know, we want to help you build this so you don't have to rely on a boss. So you don't have to rely on somebody else's business to, to, to make money, to make a living. We want you to be able to rely on yourselves and maybe even get to the point to where you're helping people get a job, where you're helping people make money. You're producing um, products and, and making money and, and contributing to the economy. That's, that's what I'd love for them to do. Well, do you ever get envious that mom is the one that accompanies me to all my business meetings and speaking engagements? You know what? I didn't get envious until I found out you guys are going to New York this year. <laughs> I would love to go to New York. And since I'm not able to go, I, w I was actually very excited to hear that they have the opportunity to do that. Um, I know they're not going to go directly into New York City for their event, but I hear it's only about a half an hour train ride straight to Madison Square Garden. So that would yep. be cool for Asia and Tammy to experience together. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a ton of fun. And, you know, although you unfortunately you can't go there now, um, did you get to travel to all these different cool places when you were a kid yourself? You know, were you kind of a CEO kid? Did you have a lot of projects that you started when you were just young teens like Asia and her brothers? I always found a way to make money. When I was a young kid, my mom owned a uh, balloon and gift shop. And every holiday or season, she would paint a scene on the windows. And then after it was over, it was my job to go out, scrape all the paint off of the razor blade, and then wash the windows. And it took about an hour or two to do. I was a kid. I was probably eight or nine years old. And then um, the pizza guy next door asked me to clean his windows, and he thought I was going to do it for free. <laughs> um, and when I hit him with a quote, his eyes got kind of big, but he agreed to the price. Uh, and then I ended up doing, I think there was a bookshop next door. I ended up doing their windows as well. There was four or five places in that little uh, shopping center that I was cleaning windows for, making probably 80, 90 bucks a weekend as an eight or nine-year-old kid. Wow. That's yeah. so great that you had this entrepreneurial attitude so early yeah. on. And, yeah. and my, my family, a lot of them owned uh, their own uh they were tax preparers, uh, they did bookkeeping and immigration work. Mm -hmm. So between January and April, we didn't see them much, but from May to December, you know, they made their own hours, they worked their own days, and so that was a big inspiration for me and a big inspiration to, to pass on to the kids as well. Yeah, yeah, so that's what I was wondering. Did that go-getter attitude kind of originate solely from you, or did you have a lot of support from your family to really get out there and to establish this, these businesses. Oh, yeah, definitely um, a role model from, from my family. Well, do you have any advice for parents who have kids who want to be CEOs? I say go for it. What do you got to lose? Okay, if you lose money, okay, you know, it's important. You know, money's important, but, you know, you never get anywhere without taking a risk. People who, the first guy, oh man, what's his name? Uh, Neil Armstrong, the first guy to land on the moon. How terrified do you think he was standing at that door of the space capsule about to open it in the middle of space? He was going to step on the moon. Something people only looked at, had no idea what it was about. They didn't know what it felt like or smelled like or looked like up close. 
And, you know, had he been afraid, had he not be a, you know, been in the mind frame of taking risk, he never would have been up there. Yeah. And Bill Gates never would, have, never would have said, you know what, I'm going to start this computer company. Uh, Henry Ford, what if he never had the dream or, or the, the guts to do what he did in, as far as contributing to manufacturing? You know, these people took risks. And they didn't always they didn't always succeed. How many times, you know, they never talk about the the failures of Henry Ford. You know, what did he fail in in life? I'm sure he did something. Um, you know, Bill Gates, I'm sure not everything he touched turned to gold. You know, people win, people lose, and as long as you're able to learn from from your mistakes and grow from them, I you know what? Even if you fail again, I I say kudos. Keep, keep getting back up and trying. Yeah, I love that. You you kind of celebrate failure in a way, like, but it, it's, you know, a stepping stone to your greater success. And I love that you're trying to teach your kids that failure is not a bad thing necessarily. No, not at all. It's a great thing. As long as you learn from it, it's great. If you keep making the same mistakes, yeah, yeah. that's when it becomes something bad. Yeah. Our uh, producer for the radio program, Cynthia Bryan, she has a fantastic quote that I use all the time. Failure is fertilizer. And I think exactly. it's so true. It, it, it's incredible. Asia, um, did you ever encounter times when you were afraid of failing? You know, we're talking about this notion of being afraid to, you know, get out of the shadows and to step out of the shadows and out of just complacency and really take a chance with your work. Were you afraid, you know, to start this great t-shirt company? Because it's really different from anything out there right now on the market. So was it kind of a gamble to start this? I'm going to be brutally honest. I was terrified. I thought that people were going to be like, your business is not going to work. Your business is ridiculous. Your business is like too weird or your business is your business is this, your business is that. Like I was afraid of what people were going to think. And then I realized like, who cares what people think? They're not going to be able to be the ones who are going to build this business. That's all me. And if they don't like it, then they don't have to buy it. And that's what I kind of had to learn um, to be able to make this business just explode I had to realize that who cares what people think because they're not going to help me get forward in life what's going to help me is to rely on the people who are giving me positive vibes positive encouragement and they're going to help lift me up instead of bring me down yeah yeah I think for for Asia as well to, to be her first big interview Wow. Well, thank you very much, Julian, for coming on the program today. We really appreciate you sharing with us ways that you've helped your kids lead some pretty remarkable lives. I'm Hannah Hundle. Also, please check out our radio website at expressyourselfteenradio.com to see photos, descriptions, links, and more. Stick around for our next segment as we continue our conversation. become a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years. The squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams, and you're expected to act a little more grown up. Tune in to Life at 14 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you ready for what's next. Life at 14, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids Channel. Mm-hmm. 
It's Kids and Cars. If you could get behind the wheel of your favorite hot car, where would you take it? Join your hosts, who are both car enthusiasts, as they take you inside, on the road, and past the pits with your favorite concept cars. This is your chance to burn rubber and leave the others behind in the dust. Tune in to Kids and Cars, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. If you miss the show, you might as well be stuck in the garage. Listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be the Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Hannah Hundle, and today we've been having an insightful, power-packed conversation, and the good times will continue as we welcome on writer Margot Froley. Mar- hi there. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. Now listeners, Margot is a Southern California native who attended the USC School of Cinematic Arts. Since then, she has worked for such TV networks as TLC, MTV, CMT, Travel Channel, HGTV, and has written for CW show Privileged. Margot's debut novel, Escape Theory, came out in 2013. Publishers Weekly gave it a starred review and called it Escape Theory, a stellar debut, and the boarding school answer to Conroy's Lords of Discipline. Her second novel, a follow-up to Escape Theory, is called Hero Complex, and it came out in October 2014. In Hero Complex, 70 years after Pearl Harbor drew the U.S. into World War II, a sinister secret, remnants of a covert research done by the Army, haunts Wakiton School. Less than two months have passed since Devon McIntosh uncovered the truth about the apparent suicide of Keaton's golden boy and her unrequited love, Hutch. But solving Hutch's murder has put all eyes on her in the small town of Keaton School community, and when she is knocked unconscious on a New Year's Eve cruise, it's clear that her life is in danger, too. Wow, that is so fascinating. And you guys, Margot currently lives in Los Angeles, where she continues to write TV and young adult fiction. Her books are fascinating reads. Margot, we are thrilled to welcome you onto the program. Thanks so much. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. So what was your inspiration for Hero Complex? Um, the, the whole series, the Keaton School novel series was, uh, kind of a brainchild between my editor and I, because we were both boarding school kids. And I think there's a thing about boarding school that it just, it kind of sticks with you. It's like, you know, people who go to like a summer camp all their lives and it's kind of always become a part of who they are. It's just, we always had a desire to write something in that world. And I loved the idea of weaving, 
um, kind of my, it was really my first foray into historical fiction, but just really weaving into kind of the history of what was going on in California um, in the 1940s and how that could still potentially affect present day um, and, and kind of merging some of those worlds was a really fun challenge. Ah, now when you're writing historical fiction, do you find yourself doing a lot of book research or online research? Are you visiting different places to really get a grasp of what you're writing? Or how do you go about that? It was a handful of things. Um, you know, I feel like for the writers out there, um, you know, it, it's an interesting lesson because the research is, it was fascinating. And I kind of really went down the research vortex for a while and was really like, oh my gosh, how can I incorporate all of this? There's so much good information. Um, and I realized, okay, the characters really still have to run the show here. It can't be the research. But I mean, I was a lot of internet, a lot of book reading. Um, I went to a museum in Los Angeles that's a Japanese American history museum. So I, I was specifically researching um, how the uh, Jap the Japanese internment camps that were happening in California during World War II and kind of how America reacted to Japanese citizens after Pearl Harbor. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it was, it was a couple field trips and then just a lot of reading. Ah, neat. And what is it about historical fiction that really makes you gravitate towards that when you're writing these books? You know, I think it, it was an opportunity to talk about a point of time that we don't talk about very much. I mean, I think there's, you know, there's a there's a generation out there that doesn't realize it's it's not in in that far of our recent history that, you know, uh, a huge po a proportion of the population um, of Japanese Americans were just rounded up and sent to camps for a very, you know, for a couple years, um, which would just not happen <laughs> today. That would, that would just not go unnoticed today, um, at least in America. Um, so it was a real opportunity to dig into a time period that I found really fascinating and worthy of a conversation. And then also, you know, it's a great challenge to try and make that relevant to today and how can, you know, as opposed to being luxury or feeling like a history book, but just, you know, finding the adventure and the humanity in an interesting point of time. Yeah, you know, this is fascinating for me because speaking with you, I feel like writing for you is not just a career, it's kind of a calling. You know, you're really trying to bring to light these issues, as you say, that many people might otherwise not really understand. Well, uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, absolutely. And so I think that's terrific. And I wonder, I'm sure, you know, as a writer, there are days when you just don't feel up to the task. And what motivates you to continue writing about these things, even on those blue days? Those days definitely exist. I mean, I think I think it's twofold. I think you gotta you gotta love what you're doing because it, it's it's just too hard to show up every day and put your your butt in the chair and keep working if you don't love it. Um, so so that's you know finding new things to get inspired by and kind of constantly reading and just you know asking questions is always a good way to just kind of keep expanding as a, as a person and as a writer. Um, but on those, you know, there's definitely those days where it's hard to sit down and where I feel, I feel like I'm, I always say it's like I'm typing with bricks. Mm. Um, but um, those are the days where I'm just aware of, you know what, I just need to, I need to be nice to myself. And some days just, it's not going to be great work, but if you show up and you do the work, 
it's I, my my mantra is always it's easier to improve upon bad writing than no writing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really just like you know what that's what first drafts are for. You just gotta get it down, and it and it will do nothing but get better. But it just if it doesn't exist, you can't improve upon it. <laughs> so forgiveness is kind of my is you know being real nice to myself and just and just you know not not rereading or judging that day because you know there's always time to edit, but you gotta you gotta kind of create the raw material. Yeah, you know, you've got this wonderful entrepreneurial spirit about you, the self-drive. Have you always been the self-driven or did that just come about recently? Um, I think it's always been that way. You know, I think um, my parents did a great job with me and I've seen this with um, my nieces and nephews as well of just being pretty independent and really kind of allowing me to run with ideas um so you know a little bit of that that freedom I think goes a long way of you know when kids have that time to quit so I think my parents did a great job of fostering that um I always wanted to be a writer um and figuring out how to make that your living is eh, it's still a challenge but um I think if you're learning and growing from it at the same time and theoretically people are enjoying the work you're producing then you're kind of that's that's the path and if you're still on that kind of track then stay there and that's kind of the 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 route to to progress yeah yeah and you you mentioned uh your parents really motivating you and being your sort of support team have you had any other writing mentors who guided you along the way Huh, that's a good question. Um, I've had, you know, a lot of it is peers, like just just friends of mine who I really look up to, um, and we keep each other going. That's that I think is really huge. Um, you know, whether it's really, and I think kind of for any business, if you want to be a lawyer, having people you're friends with in law school. I mean, I think having peers who are on a similar track as you are is really <laughs> helpful. Um, just to kind of, you know, you guys, I, I have friends that I'm competitive with in, in a good way, and we really kind of keep each other moving. Um, I have friends that I'm competitive with maybe in a bad way, and <laughs> they also keep me moving. But, you know, I, I find myself wanting to, you know, keep doing well just because they're doing so well. Um, but, you know, part of it, too, was I, I'm kind of a fan of, and I've always said this when I was learning how to, you know, be an assistant and then c- kind of coming up and doing different jobs in Hollywood was mm-hmm. – you know, work for the person who does the job that you want to have um, or, you know, find people who I want to be when I grow up and just kind of figure out what they did and try and emulate that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Hollywood, I think, you know, the, the, the short answer is there's no right way to do it to kind of rise up the ranks there. Um, so it really, I, I think still with any career, it just comes down to kind of drive and passion and just keeping your head down and, and doing the work and staying in it versus, you know, taking no for an answer and quitting. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And can you give us some brief insight into your work in TV? And do you think this novel might potentially become a TV movie or a series? I would love that. I've um, I've talked to a couple companies around town about that. We're actually exploring um, some kind of digital options for this book series, which would be kind of fun. So it could, I think it would speak more to that to a younger audience as well if it was on a Hulu or something like that mm-hmm. kind of platform. Um, but uh, the t- TV has always been a, a I, I love writing television and I think it absolutely helps 
writing fiction and actually writing fiction also helps helps me writing television they're they're both very different muscles right um but you know i the bottom line is i've i always i started writing because i kind of could do voices really well i could kind of hear conversations in my head um and so that really lent itself to tv or theater and just writing right. characters and what their experiences are and then fiction was really kind of a different set of muscles of you know, you got to bring a lot more uh, colors to the paint box, really, of like, you might have some great voices, but you really got to kind of like paint the whole picture yeah. as opposed to, you know, with TV, you got a lot of room for other people no, to contribute. I, I love that paint box analogy. And thank you so much, Margo, for sharing all of this great information. And we really wish you the best in all your future endeavors. Thank We've you got so a lot much. going on for you. <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. During the break, be sure to check out Margo's website at margofroley.com and pick up a copy of her new book here complex. It is a riveting read. I'm Hannah Hundle. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation. to Dinosaur Detectives with Little Miss Dinosaur, Anna Dubois. We'll not only learn about dinosaurs, but also about fossils, ancient civilizations, and ask questions from paleontologists. You'll learn about science in general with an emphasis on paleontology and dinosaurs. Anna hopes that this show will start or increase your awareness and interest in the field of science. Dinosaur Detectives can be heard every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook, every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Bon appetit! Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Hannah Hundle. And our program is Express Yourself. Today, the theme for our show is Raising CEO Kids. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. So far, we've gotten to hear from both of my parents and an amazing author. But to add some extra flavor to the discussion, I think it's time we give our own take on the topic. Great idea, Asia. Now, I must admit, I really marvel at how you've been able to get so much success while still a teenager. But what I find even more inspirational is the fact that even though you're still a CEO kid, you seem to associate yourself more with the latter word, kid, than with the first word, CEO. Meaning you're still a normal teenager, you're still humble, your feet are still on the ground. And I love that. And I wonder, how do you make sure that you never let your success get to your head? Because clearly you don't. Most of it, <clears throat> sorry, I have a little cough right now, it's been going on for a week or so. 
Um, most of it is having your friends, your family, and most of all, God as your foundation. Because if you don't have that, then, you know, what else are you going to go to when your success, you know, like times out, I guess is what you could say. Because when you have a business, you have money, you have all that, that's, um, I mean, not to make it a negative thing, but it's materialistic. You, mm-hmm. you, it's more of the world, I guess is what you could say. And when you have your family, your friend, your friends and God as your foundation, that's forever. Like you can't, you can't lose that. So if you use that as like your rock and, and um, you stand on that, then you have a very good foundation to hold yourself accountable to. And uh, in, um, in the Bible, there's a verse, I can't recall which one it is, but it says, um, it's ta- it talks about how you either build your house on the rock or you build your house on sand. And it's basically talking about if you build your life on a good foundation where it's not of worldly things, <clears throat> such as success and money, then you um, have a better foundation and you're, you're able to keep your head and you're able to keep yourself straight. Whereas you build yourself on the sand where it's very unstable and it can crumble at any time, then you're not going to have a very um, mm-hmm. good stability for yourself. And I actually have um, <clears throat> an actor, a kid, a child actor as an uncle. Um, his name was Josh Wolford. And you, we actually interviewed him a little while ago. Um, but he was always telling me how he kept his head in the game and he didn't let fame get to his head because he had his family and he had those morals where he was saying, you know, you don't sit around counting your money. You don't um, think of how people should treat you better. You don't demand special attention and you don't act like you're better than everybody else. You're you're the same as everybody else. You're just doing something different and you're doing something fun with your life. That is it's just a different occupation than everybody else, basically. Ah, you know, I love this idea that you alluded to, that your foundation is your safeguard. And it reminds me of a great quote but from Queen Ronnie of Jordan. And she says that your values are like a shield that protects you from anything life may throw at you. And I love that. I love it, too. And it, it seems really applicable in your own life because you really have a good head about yourself. And I also wonder, are your friends really excited and happy for you with all the different projects you've got going on? Because I'm sure they're part of your star supporters that you got in your life. It's a very uh, big part of having a business is when you have people who are supportive of you. And I, you know, I talked about this in previous segments where I've had people who were jealous, but I also have people who were super supportive of me. I had this, uh, I have this one friend, her name is um, Becca. And I haven't seen her in a while because she lives in Arizona and we're here, but she was super supportive. She was always willing to help. And she was like, you know, someday I'm going to be your secretary and people are going to have to go through me before they get to you. So (laughs) I'm your bodyguard or whatever. And she was just so supportive. And she was like, oh, when are you going to be going on your trips? Or when are you going to be doing another radio show? Because I want to hear what you're doing. And I think it's so cool. And she was super, super supportive. And I miss her a whole bunch because it's sad not being able to have it anymore right next to me. And it's just, it's a good thing. But I want to hear about you. How, How is your book going? Right. Well, I mean, this whole notion of having star supporters in your life is so dear to me because I'm currently co-authoring a book, and that book is called YOLO, A Teen Success Project. You only live once, so be awesome. And what we're, what we're doing with this book is we're redefining the notion of YOLO. Because any te- teenager attuned to the pop culture world knows that this acronym YOLO is bantered about so frequently. 
but it's often attributed towards dangerous activities as a justification, yeah. right, for these really detrimental actions. I hear that all the time. Oh, absolutely. But what we're trying to do in this book is redefine it so that it means to live at the edge of your full potential, to live with courage, to live with moxie as you pursue your dreams. And, you know, th that's really a venture in and of itself because, first of all, identifying your passion can be really hard for teenagers nowadays. It's pretty hard. Yeah, because we're inundated from every direction with what we should be and what we could be and all these different ideas, this barrage. And we're kind of often left alone to navigate this mess, really. And if you have these star supporters in your life, your friends, your family, your mentors, your teachers, your neighbors, your family, friends, all of these different adults, I think, are really impactful for a kid. But even if they're peers, that can really help you navigate these really challenging times as you try to pursue your passion. I really like how you're doing this book because I think it'll give teens more of a better outlook on how you're supposed to live your life in the meaning of YOLO, like you only live once. And instead of using that word or that acronym as just, you know, doing crazy things because you only live once or, you know, hey, I'm young and I can do all these crazy things and I and it's like an excuse. But I think you're using it now and you're going to be able to show teens that instead of using that in that negative way as to harm yourself, really, uh, you can use it as a way to motivate yourself for getting far in life and using that as you're only going to live once. So I'm going to do the best I can and make my life and my future as best as I can. Yeah. And you know, the 20th century actress Mae West had a great quote and she said, you only live once. But if you do it right, once is enough. Yes, I've heard that, and I like that quote. I love that quote because it's so true. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And that's precisely what we're trying to encapsulate in this book. And I think when this phrase, you only live once, kind of became condensed into this acronym, it lost a lot of its original meaning. And it I'm did. Hoping, it did, and I'm hoping that we can kind of revive that with this book. And so the book will be out in ebook format on December 19th. And I'm so excited because a ton of work has gone into this book. I mean, my primary role as co-author has been book promotion. So I've been going on different radio shows and podcasts and TV programs and writing for different publications just to get the word out there that this book is for everyone. Although it's called YOLO, A Teen Success Project, certainly parents need to be reading this. Um, teachers need to be reading this. Anyone with contact with young people. Because in the book, we also talk about the fact that some of our most formative teachers and these people that really influence us are our parents, are these star supporters these yep. people that we have in our life. I mean, they really instill in us different values, different beliefs, and they shape our worldview. I definitely agree with that because I think that our parents, our teachers, you know, every adult in our life has basically had the responsibility and the credit that they've built us up to who we are now. And I mean, it comes from us as well, but we, I don't think we can be the people who we are now as teenagers without the help of the, of the adults who are in our lives. And I like how you were suggesting that the adults should read this book too because I think it will give them an insight on how to talk to teens about using YOLO as a positive, a positive thing because, you know, we have all these adults and grown-ups telling us on how to, how to be successful, how to not harm ourselves because we're teenagers or because we're young, but I think they can also use that as kind of a kind of a review on how they should uh, basically talk to us, I guess, as you could say, because a lot of the teenagers can't really 
relate to adults. So as what I'm doing where I go and I talk to young kids about starting their own business, they have someone who's their age. They have someone who's basically just like them and they're able to talk to me and I'm able to talk to them about how, how to basically create a good future for them. And it's peer-to-peer mentorship. And we, the adults can use this book as a way to kind of make it a peer-to-peer mentorship instead of an adult-to-a-teen mentorship. Absolutely. You know, it's really a forum for adults and teens to connect and to bridge that disconnecting yeah. chasm that's present Yes, today. definitely. Well, thank you very much, Hannah, for this fascinating discussion. I loved exploring all the pieces involved in becoming champions of our own lives. As always, all good things must come to an end. And this show reminded us how important it is that we thank our loved ones for the contributions to our success. Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and Kid Star for producing this show where we empower kids. Thanks to our Voice America Kids crew, especially Perry Damone and Bruce Solstein. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Hannah Hundle. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For more info on our creative community, go to btsya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be a CEO kid, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine between the lines if you would let yourself go. My name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworm. Now from the, now from the Kidstar of the Month, here is the Wisp Pops and their song, Sea Turtle. So many clues
Kidstar album of the month. 